or what are your sort of questions about how you think things will turn out? What did I mean? What did you think of the the match? Leaving aside the the result, what did you think of the eleven? Um. um well, it was interesting, wasn't it? Because you and I mostly had it right. There was one change I wanted to make, which was Baca for Paco, which he didn't. There was one change that we kind of agreed on, but I think you were especially strong on, which was putting um, uh, Pena out there and maybe dropping Mario, and that didn't happen. But the midfield of Coquelin and uh, Parejo was as we kind of thought that might end up. And most of our, everything around it ended up the way it did. I guess the um, having Chikwese go off after half an hour was a real blow. I kind of felt like we we were doing what we said we might want to do, which was push for, for a goal to give us a, a bigger lead. And then I think when he went off, we sort of had to sort of regroup a bit. And, um, and you know, we but, didn't but have... You know, it's interesting. I'll say of, of all of the players we have, in a way, he was the most like-for-like like easily replaced. Mm-hmm. I'm not comparing Jeremy to Chukweze at this stage of his career. Like but in thought. terms of exact role... Hmm, yeah, because you know, we have obviously had plenty of useful players on the bench, um, mm-hmm. but you know, Alberto Moreno came in for Pedraza. They're pretty different players. Yeah, um, you know, Moy came in at one point. Moy wasn't really a natural replacement for anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, Baca has been Paco's replacement, but they have different abilities at this stage of their career. So in some way, I think the one thing that was, was it allowed the formation not to need any changes early on. Mm-hmm. Whereas if, uh, you know, God forbid when the center backs had gotten hurt yeah, or had one of things. the midfielders or yeah. Gerard, yeah. you know, you really have to do something very different with your shape. Right. So in a way, I felt a little bit fortunate. And obviously, we had a Jeremy who had some confidence coming in as well. Mm-hmm. As you know, the the play of some of the younger players, you know, some of them have looked you know, looked good at points this season, but at others, they've been a disappearing act. Yeah, I think um, I think that the. You're, you're right that that was a good sort of like-for-like like substitution. I, I think the thing that was... Um, I think if I, if I were not in terms of the result, but in terms of how we played, was I think we played fairly comfortably most of the time. And I don't... I didn't feel... Don't feel as though... I think when Arsenal fans look at the result or Ars- or the maybe better is when the Arsenal coaches look at the result they're going to say that you know they really didn't press us to do more than we had to do and I think in, in some respects I mean that, that sounds like a negative for Virial, but it's really not is that sometimes game management requires you do what you need to do to win and you don't you know we we 
Yeah, we didn't get the goal that we wanted. I mean, Emory at halftime, I guess, told the team, you know, we really were doing fine, but we really need to get that, that away goal. Well, we didn't do that. But on the other hand, Arsenal didn't really, with one or two exceptions, create, I mean, the opportunities they created were more kind of out of loose balls around the box than they were um, real strong build-up play or breaking us down. You know what I mean? It, it felt like we weren't being pushed. And there were not as many of these self-inflicted wounds as no, we have well, seen at some right. point. Yeah, you know, Parejo felt- losing the ball in a bad place or Coquelin. And as we discussed, that was my concern with Coquelin. He has had a habit of doing that. But yeah. I think the midfielders were relatively tidy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's an important part, again, of not taxing your defense because the best defense looks bad when you know they're caught flat-footed by, yeah. by turnovers in the wrong area of the field. Yeah, I think that was the thing was that I, th- I think tidy is a good word. I, thought, I think we, we looked relatively tidy against Arsenal and maybe you know arsenal will look at that and say we didn't we should have done more to force Villarreal to do more frankly i think i think we um i don't think we were really pushed as much as i thought we would be pushed in this game i think we were able to even with Chukwese going out um we didn't have to we didn't need that away goal and I think both you and I thought going in, we had to have that. Turns yeah, out if you had told me we hadn't scored, I assumed we, we would, would have been be out of this thing. thing that, right? That's yeah. 100% right. Yeah, um, and, yeah. But I, I, I think also I, I wanted to just say one thing on people are sort of, you know, ninth place, Arsenal in the league, you know, they they're really have come down a lot. I mean... Yes, but by the same token, right, of the players they had there, you know, they had easily four guys in the attacking half who are, you know, 50 million euro plus players, Mm -hmm. right? If we're talking about Ceballos who got hurt, Odegaard, Odegaard was, you know, the best player in La Liga, maybe for a two year stretch there, Mm -hmm. you know, not named Messi or Ronaldo. Um, and then Obama Young, mm-hmm. the best player in Africa, without question. Mm-hmm. And then Lacazette, who was a huge move and who absolutely, you know, lit up Liga and the Champions League when at Lyon. Right. So, you know, again, people in different forms of health. Ceballos got himself sent off. Odegaard's form has been awful since. Ironically, he made the decision to actually go back to his parent club, um, where he completely stagnated. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there's tons of talent there. So, you know, for anyone to just dismiss this team as like, well, okay, you know, that's the worst arsenal you ever could have played and you got lucky. Like, okay, I mean, <laughs> maybe, but sometimes, you know, it's also, I think you can feel pretty good about the fact you know, other than the joke of a penalty, that team didn't score against us for 180 no. minutes. I no, mean, that's, that's quite an achievement. That is. Yeah, it was, I, I you saw the clip that the, the team was doing a bunch of things on social media before this tie where they were um, 
there was a segment with what was it Pires and and Riquelme and somebody mm -hmm. else and Forlan Forlan and, yeah and you know and I mean and it, and it was true you know that that they said look this Arabara yeah and this was not the top you know this is not the arsenal of you know that had Pires and and Thierry Henry um, but I thought that Pires in one of them made a really telling point because they were they were talking with with um, Riquelme about the penalty miss and and um, and uh, said well you know I always say Lehmann saved it it's not that you missed it it's that he saved it you know it was it was on target but he said you know penalty miss is when you put the ball in the seats but he said frankly you know he said it's a good thing you missed it from from Arsenal's standpoint because he said you know Pellegrini's game plan was perfect. I mean, if you had scored that penalty, you guys would have won an extra time because we were absolutely exhausted from chasing you guys around the pitch. And when I heard that, it was like my initial reaction was to say, well, yeah, now I feel even worse about that happening. But but my second reaction was to say, you know, things even out over time. And they, and they really do. I mean, you, you you're going to play a team that you should beat some most of the time, and you don't beat them on that particular day. And it just felt like today was kind of vindication for what happened years ago. Um, you know, I think um, it's I am really delighted. I mean, seeing the pictures, there was a photograph of Powell with um, Senior Reich with his. Um, you know, arm, arm around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that kind of thing is just really, really special to see. Um, and I, I think whatever happens, you know, it, I mean, that's a kid who grew up and had a reason that people outside of his town knew where he was from. Yes. And that's entirely because of the club and the club basically for a kid who is twice his age, like somebody like me close to thereabouts, as a kid, you could have said that and you would have gotten a blank stare that a town of 50,000 people would normally get. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, I think regardless of what happens in the final and regardless of what happens this summer, you know, with, on, the, on the market, I mean, I think you can take incredible pleasure in, in just, you know, if nothing else, I mean, yeah, we're going to have the, the English media types that just wax over Manchester United and treat us as a Washington generals to be run over. But there's going to be a lot, a lot more media out there that really pays attention to Villarreal because we're in the final. And I think especially after this whole Super League thing, I mean, we've, we've got a bunch of people who are going to be rooting for us because they're so angry with <laughs> what the um, Super League teams tried to achieve. So you know, I think that's that's kind of nice and, and hopefully, you know, a, a bunch of Spanish fans. A bunch because, of Spanish fans, you yeah, know, yeah. The coefficient is is an important thing. It is, you know, at least Madrid got to a semifinal. Yeah, um, but, but otherwise, right. you know, you're right. Nobody, is... nobody else had even made that. Yeah, um, you yeah. know, Sociedad, but it'll be interesting, right? That Man United has a chance to eliminate all three of the Spanish teams in the knockout stage. Right. So we'll see. We'll see. See about that. They obviously handled the first two pretty convincingly. Yeah. Um, 
would like to think they'll get a Sterner test. But two points on what you were saying. One, I do think the journey is a value. And, you know, Ravi made a, a good point when we had him that, um, you know, learning to win is is something that's true. And you do have to go through these experiences. Again, you and I, Alan, had talked that, you know, 2005 really just felt like we didn't know what we didn't know. Yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, almost at the end of that match, it's like, oh, it's over. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, sort of we're gonna we're gonna get back here next year and the next year and you know again I think everything that's happened in the world yeah. <laughs> over fifteen years yes. makes you say wow you know, yeah. this was a special occasion and you know you're not you you know you might <laughs> you might not see another one of these so make sure you take advantage of it kind of thing um, yeah yeah. And, and and the second is, I, I will have to say, because another thing that we'll get a lot of coverage is, oh, you know, you celebrated like you had won the whole thing. Um, you know, the, the trophy cabinet's still empty. You know, if the more likely than not scenario happens and Man United beats us, well, you know, what are you doing dancing around? You still haven't won anything. Um, you know. Screw that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, hadn't, I, I hadn't crossed you know, my mind. I'm like, come on. You know, you know it's, like, it's yeah. just, it's, 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 you know, for everybody, what they value, what they get out of things, you know, you should allow that. And, and you know, I was telling, telling my wife that, you know, they they look kind of like the nerdy bunch of kids. Yeah. You know, the the way they celebrated was a little bit awkward and funny yeah. and, you know. And cute. You yeah. can't imagine Paul Pogba, you know, dancing around and banging on lockers and doing all those sorts of silly things. Um, so it's okay. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's okay. You know, it's let, okay. Let, let them enjoy it and... You know, I think it certainly, again, speaks to the camaraderie in the team that, you know, you saw some of the scenes of the sort of people going the craziest were guys like uh, Jaume Costa. And, yeah. you know, I, I thought, yeah, I'm sure there's a story for everybody, but, you know, kind of a nice thing that he was back and there to appreciate that this year. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, because I think one thing we had mentioned was he has seemed to be an important part of the team and the culture in some ways. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, like that, you know, it's it's a shame that this didn't happen last year with Bruno and Santi still being right. able to, you right. know, enjoy some part of it. But, um, yeah, 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 even all of that has been a journey. Um, you know, and, and I think one thing... Senor Royge always says is this team is better than last year's, but hopefully worse than next year's Right. Um, right. in terms of what we built. And I think even sort of you compared lineups like we were doing, comparing the lineup at Anfield to this, you know, this lineup, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. this team was better all around. And then probably if you compare Anfield's lineup to the awesome. lineup when they, we lost yeah. against Arsenal in the Champions League. That was kind of Raquel May plus 10 yeah. uh, in, yeah. in a lot of ways. So, yeah. you know, it, yeah. you also see the progression over time on, in the development of players. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, a, a, I think a lot was said about Dani Parejo after the game. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, his mentality, his 
um, I think, in, you know, leadership maybe in a different way that it seems like he just comes in, you know, I'm going to take charge of the free kicks. I'm going to, you know, sort of command things on the field in a way. I think his addition was extremely important to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to being able to sort of weather a season, particularly with all of the challenges that this one had. Um, yeah, and, so, I, and I, a lot of contributions. A lot of contributions. I think um, you know Robin Stacy got it right about Cocola because we had a we had a bunch of debate on the side about Cocola and how much we would miss Foyth, and, but also miss um, Capu. And Robin was kind of you know just said I think Cocola will be fine. You know he's and 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 he played very well. I think. Um, in the final, yeah, I mean, hopefully Chukwesi is okay. I don't know what what happened there, but, you know, hopefully he'll be available for the final. There's still a few matches left for both teams, so who knows what's going to happen. But I, I just, I, I think if I were Manchester United, the concern I would have is less about our starting 11, whatever it is, than Unai Emery because Emery has shown himself over the years to be an excellent tactician and coach in these, you know, must-win one-off situations. And I just think he's, I mean, if you think Villarreal is going to win the final, part of why you think so is because of Emery. You know, you look at his record in in Europa League and you look at his record in these one-off ties. And when you see that, it's like what well, we don't win today's match without him. That's right. I'm, exactly. I'm firmly I'm, convinced. I'm firmly of that. convinced of that. That's right. And I just remember, I think I told you, you know, being at Anfield and walking back to the hotel after the match with a bunch of, of Liverpool fans who were who were great. You know, we had a great time talking. And I was saying, you know, you guys really need to, you know, the way you played tonight, you should take Sevilla apart in the final. Well, that's not what happened, and it didn't happen because Emery had several weeks to plan for Liverpool and how he was going to treat them. And so I think that's going to be an interesting – I think that's the wild card. If you, if you look at that 60-40 and you, and you think, well, yeah, but we're going, to, we're going to turn it in our favor, I mean, Emery is the guy. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so. And Bruno Fernandes is the guy, right? I think we know Man United's success this season yes. has been – Keyed on Bruno Fernandez, and we actually and, and we've seen well. him and we've seen him before. We saw him with the uh, um, Sporting Club in in the Europa League before. So mm. you know we've we at least some of our players have played against him already, and that mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. I think that's always a nice thing. That's because we we played um, Sporting Lisbon with his, with him there, and we beat them. So that that kind of makes you makes you think that maybe he's, you know, a little more, a little more, um, less invincible than, than you might think otherwise. Um, and, and, and I think our odds in a 90 minute match are a lot better than over a two leg match. Yeah. I think think that's also an important thing. Yeah. I do go back to, we get to, we get to 60 minutes in at say nil nil you know, it, it becomes more like a golden goal. Yeah. Um, and, and, the, and we know we have enough 
attacking potential to, to make a that. chance count. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think so. that's, I think the one thing that as and I keep sounding like a, like a record being played over and over, but, but I hope in the, in the intervening matches between now and the final that Gerard finds his scoring form back a bit because um, for a and while, Alcacer. and Alcacer, yeah, I think I think we need to get because that that strike was totally for him, yeah, and he passed it, you know, to Gerard, who was sort of turned around and had two uh, guys on him. that pass, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I mean that that was that was made for somebody with confidence to hit first time and and put far corner. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the kind of thing that we need to that that we need to hopefully develop over the next few matches. But overall, you know, I think I think it is going to be it'll be what it is, and I especially since it'll be the first match in what a year and over a year where we've had any fans at all in the in the in the in the place. I get well. I guess I live in a few Copa matches. But I think it'll be great that for the team that we get to actually have some Villarreal fans travel to the match, um, and that's I think that's going to be really great, um, regardless of what happens. I think the next few weeks for the city are just going to be a party. <laughs> so, yeah, I think yeah. I I it's a good thing we grow a lot of rice in the area because the paellas are going to take most of it up. I think. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, I think that I think for sure. I think it's going to be um, yeah. Yeah. In fact, it may even be that way here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and and you know, again, I think the big thing about making the final is just you know, I I do feel like <laughs> you know I think all of us watched this and had a little bit of a okay, are we going to find a way to 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 let this opportunity go by? Um, but I, I don't think the team played with that the burden of history weighing no, on them. No, I don't think they played that way uh, at all. And and good for them and good on the manager for being able to instill that. Um, right. But again, now you go in and say, okay, you beat Arsenal, okay? Definitely not in the same league as Man United. That's fine. But it's 90 minutes and... Why can't we say we feel like we have the best player on the field? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And if you got the best player on the field on his day, why can't you win? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. I mean, simple, simple equation. Yeah. Why can't Donny Parejo be the best playmaker yeah. on the day on for the day. ninety minutes? Yeah, why not us? That's not? all. You, that's all you can say. Why not? Why? Why isn't Powell and I'll be all the best center back pair uh, on the field? Yeah, to be able to control somebody. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I was looking at Cavani, and I think you can, by physique, only think of Falcao, <laughs> and you can say, well, at least we have a rugged, tall, strong in the air, physical pair of central defenders to deal with him. Yeah, yeah. So, still a handful, no question. But are we a lot better? prepared to deal with it than we have been before. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so even in the days of Gonzalo, Godin, Musaccio, none of them were particularly the strong physical rugged type. Right. So, you know, absolutely able to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Somebody else I saw drawing some press coverage was Pedraza mm-hmm. from his time at Leeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got the potential absolutely to be an X factor um, yeah. in one of these situations, just because, you know, we know he has the potential to hit a screamer um, and, and really be, be a threat going forward. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again, if you sort of break it down a little bit more position by position, you know, maybe it's a lot closer to 50-50 in terms of who is who is the better player um, at a given position. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it may not be as one-sided as uh, the general prognostication might seem. Right. Well, as I say, it's, it's a one-off match. And, you know, uh, football, soccer is a, is a game where you typically when you get to this point, okay, sure, maybe one team shows up and the other one doesn't so much, or maybe you've got an incredible individual performance and the score is, you know, 3-1, 4-0, something like that. But generally, in finals, they're pretty tight. And so you, it really does come down to, again, a bit of luck, a bit of a bit of skill where, you know, you're, it's, it's not like a, <laughs> you know, it, it's the beauty of football is the uncertainty of it on the day. And it's not like you can just take your best 11 players and throw them out there and football manager and, and win every time. Right. Um, I think, mm-hmm. I think that, and, and I'm, <coughs> go ahead. no, I just, I just think that it is going to be an interesting match. And I think, I think when we look beyond the press in the UK, I think we'll see that there's a lot of positive coverage for Villarreal because of pushback against the Super League thing. And I think that might be kind of really nice for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In terms of neutral support. Yeah, and just in terms of neutral support, and I think just in terms of making, I don't, I think we feel we belong there, but I think that sort of, coverage that sort of support will be a real confidence booster for the team you know that they're not just playing mm-hmm. for the real fans they're playing to you know that they've, they've, they've got a lot of people behind them who are neutrals who are like well we're going to support you because you're not you know owned by some investment firm trying to just pull money out you know you you actually are investing money in the club and you have a long-term plan and all that all that stuff that we I mean, as Maddie said, I mean, it's like, it's just such a different way of looking at things. And I don't know that you can really appreciate it until you go to the town of 50,000 and see it. But it's, it's really astonishing. Um, you know, all of the, I, I think Senior Raj is obviously very happy about tonight. I bet you he's almost as equally happy about the, the ladies' side getting promoted to the Primera I bet you he's almost as excited about some of the accomplishments of our youth sides. I mean, it's just, that's how the team works. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole project that is not just about, it's not just about earning money and it's not just about winning a trophy. It's about being an important thing in the community. And I, I think that's, it's nice to see, that sort of work get recognized. And in some ways that's what happened tonight was it got recognized. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that when you do get to the summit, right? Costa was on the bench, but 
Gerard, Manu, Moy, and Mario. Mario, of course, as captain. Again, all were in the segunda with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Four of them end the match on the field. And then you have Pau from the town. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, you know, growing up in the shadow of, you know, had he been born a few years earlier, um, you know, team playing in the segunda, maybe, or really in regional leagues um, mm-hmm. for, for their whole, their whole time. Um, and I was going to say, certainly uh, <laughs> there's, there's a few players who will be uh, on display to the European market as well during that final, yeah. Um, yeah. which is the inevitable product of, of team success. Right. Um, but one other thing I did want to mention in terms of the lead up um, in some ways, and Man United now has actually a little bit of fixture congestion because of this rescheduled Liverpool match. So they actually have three matches coming up. They play Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then have, um, so they have five league matches before Mm. the final. Right. Um, Looks like they are, England's league will be done beforehand. Um, But, they don't really have all that much to play for. Uh, they are nine points above fifth. Um, and, you know, fifth only has four mat- four matches left, so can only gain 12 more points. So, they're so they basically are already so. locked into a Champions League spot. Yeah. The league is... You know, they. I think they're mathematically still in with the chance, but essentially is gone. Right. Um, right. I actually like being more in VRL's position that we need to play through the tape in the league as well, because mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. we don't win the Europa League final and thereby qualify for the Champions League, we have a chance of falling into the conference. Yeah. Or even if somebody um, got really hot and we got really, really um, poor, even missing potentially fall out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I more agree. likely end up in seventh. But yeah, yeah so yeah. you know, the yeah, matches I, I, we yeah. have we have four yeah. as well. So sorry, yeah. we actually do finish the league as well for some reason. I yeah. thought we would have one round after. No, we finish. Um, we finish it. With, but yeah, Celta via the lead, and then the last two against Sevilla would have been a lot more consequential for Sevilla prior to them losing to mm-hmm. Athletic. Yeah, yeah. So the Celta match, Celta, nothing to play for particularly. Via the lead, certainly relegation threatened. Mm-hmm. Sevilla again nothing really they're gonna, to play they're gonna for. finish fourth yeah. Um, yeah but Real Madrid in the last round um you know when well, they certainly to... could be challenging <laughs> for the title so it's hard to say I think that I think the thing about that match is gonna it'll be interesting to see because if it's something that is consequential for Madrid that's going to affect to some degree I think how we how we approach it because we can't you know, if if it turns out that it actually doesn't matter in the league placing for Madrid, I think we would probably go at it a little differently. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. But hopefully, 
<coughs> hopefully we can we can sort of beat Celta, sort of continue to ride this high. Valladolid yeah. again have been poor, and maybe if we're able to take say six of six, maybe either Betis or Sociedad will will you know drop some points in the next couple games. Yeah, yeah. Sociedad has Elche, Atletico again. In the title race, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Valladolid, and then Osasuna to round out. But so yeah. two desperate, you know, three desperate teams in their next three. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Betis has Granada, who are sort of chasing us, so they still have at least something to play for. Yeah. yeah. Abar, Abar, Wesca, so two desperate teams. Um, though Abar maybe a little. Maybe I've left it a little bit too late. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, on the whole, I would say our opponents, you know, because I <laughs> really throw out the table at this point in the season, um, and I look at motivation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think our opponents' opponents have more motivation, generally speaking, than the ones we're playing. Um, yeah. yeah, could be. So, I, think, I think it really... Um, We'll just have to see that I think week by week or match by match I think see how see how we're mm-hmm. doing see how everything is is playing out but yeah I think the um, Granada by the way with a win over Betis pulls to within three points of them for seven yeah that's so going to be a key it, match that, I think that still could be yeah yeah could be something where they they are feel like they're in and with enough of a chance um, that that's a very important game. Yes, that's that's going to be a key match, I believe, Granada, because Granada have sort of been hanging on for a while. I mean, I think they've had a great season, and they've had, um, you know, they did well in Europe and whatnot, but they've sort of been hanging on the fringes of the, the top seven or eight for a while. And so if they can't, Betis, they pretty much have to beat Betis to stay in the race for Europe next year, I think. If if mm-hmm. Betis wins that, yeah, that increases our chances of finishing seventh as opposed to fifth or sixth. But I think it also gives us a lot of leeway that we're going to finish in the top seven somewhere. So you know, and how you view seventh versus sixth is kind of how you view the conference thing, and, and it's really hard to know. I mean, I I think we can. I think what we ought to be doing is pushing for for a UEFA. Um, amendment that says that if the team that wins the Europa League is already qualified (laughs) for the Champions Champions League, League, then the other team does, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've done stuff like that before. (laughs) Anyway, um, well, we should probably wrap it up, but it's been been great. Um, It's been like uh, the years have rolled back talking to Maddie and and Ravi. Um, It's been quite, quite cool. And um, so yeah, we'll we'll probably I'm sure we'll get together um, more times between now and the final and and review how we're doing. But I think everybody should just celebrate. That's what I'm going to go off and do. I've got some sparkling cider in the fridge and and I got a lemon cake because it was yellow. So Elise and I are going to share that. It's a good 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 day to be a Villarreal fan. A great day to be a Villarreal fan. So for Sid. And for Ravi and Maddie, who had to leave earlier, this is Alan saying, and Devon Virial, and what a day. Um, just, just, we should all take great pride and pleasure in it. 
Thank you for listening.